what's up everyone welcome back to the baker turtle podcast i am your host as always the one and the only mr scott baker yeah i'm back i am back guys welcome back and you know it has been a while since i've done one of these episodes um you know i have been releasing some one piece episodes as of late though but as far as it goes when it comes to these kind of podcasts where I'm just talking about whatever's on my mind, it's been a while. Um, you know, there's a some, couple reasons why, but um, as you might notice or recall, uh, the last episode I did was uh, the Dear Dad episode. And, um, you know, with, with the subject matter, it, you know, it took a toll on me and just been kind of going through some stuff. Um, personal and relationship stuff, growing, learning, and it's just been very difficult for me to to get into the mindset of podcasting. Um, you know, it takes it takes some motivation and and getting into the right headspace and you know mood, attitude, and everything to be able to do these podcasts. I can't just come in here all like depressed and negative and sad i have to come in you know with an open mind uh very you know optimistic and and uh just open i guess is the word i'm trying to say i I have to be uh not distracted not bogged down by some negativities and not distracted and i have to be in the right headspace mind in the right mindset to be able to, to to do these episodes and to let my thoughts freely flow without any um, like I said, distractions or anything that's um, making it making that process more difficult. So I'm gonna try to get through it today, but you know, I'm just just going through it right now. But we'll 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 make it to the other side. But I have actually been, uh, like I said, growing and and learning and and uh, and doing that by I discovered a couple of new podcasts. One is called Know Thyself. Uh, really loving that podcast so far it's it's great it's, it talks a lot about the occult stuff and it's very fascinating because i love learning and it's a bunch of stuff that i have no idea about so um i'm, I'm learning a lot and it's it, I'm just going through a little bit of a metamorphosis and transforming and learning a lot so it's it's a lot of mental uh mental strain mental energy that i'm using up and uh you know these podcasts take up a lot of mental energy i have to um, I have to also, you know, set aside the time. Most of the time, I do my podcasts uh, during my lunch break at work. And lately, I haven't been wanting to do that. I just been wanting to chill and and uh, and take a normal lunch instead of doing a podcast. And I, I like my new setup that I've been doing it back here uh, with the professional mic and and with the music and everything like how I'm doing right now. Um, and uh, and yeah, so now that I'm I'm in a better headspace, it's been some time I, I can you know get through right now. But uh, so how are you guys doing? You know, it's been like I said, it's been a while. We had recently our you know the holiday weekend, uh, the Easter and Passover, and all those religious holidays. Um, I was I'm wondering, do you guys celebrate any of that stuff? Are you religious? Um, I know even though some people aren't religious, they'll still celebrate these things. I know. Um, uh, Easter is, you know, a Christian holiday, whereas Passover is more of a Jewish holiday. And I, I wonder, what do non-religious people do? Do they celebrate? And um, 
And yeah, and that's kind of what I want to be talking about today. I want to talk about the whole, uh, the whole aspect of these religious holidays, uh, what they mean, what's what is uh, what what does ritual mean, what is tradition and celebration, what is this for, what is it all about? And um, you know, I'm, I'm no es- expert, so it's just going to be my exploration and my my thought processes going into this. Um, but I also, you know, have some other worldly topics I do want to discuss. And uh, might be a little controversial, so uh, please listen with an open mind. But like always, I'm just you know some somebody with an open uh, open mind, wanting to learn and explore ideas and uh, exercising my freedom of speech. So uh, yeah, so I hope your guys' holidays were good. Mine was okay. It was pretty good. Um, hung out with some family. I ate a lot of food. A lot, a lot of food. It was a bomb. We went to our friend uh, Daniela and Efren, their place uh, with their mom, Nana. And um, they cooked some bomb-ass flanking ribs. It was so juicy and tender. And some carne asada with it, too. And we had some salad, potato salad, macaroni salad, deviled eggs. And uh, he cooks up some grilled um, grilled onions, had some corn, had some zucchini. It was just oh, so bomb. I ate so much food. I was so full. And, uh, and it, was, it was a bunch of fun. We were hanging out with family. Uh, the kids got to play, do their, their egg hunt. And we were just chilling. It was, it was nice to just relax, you know, and hang out with loved ones and, and just shoot the shit and no worries in the world and just enjoying company. You know, that's, that's what I I like to do and we should be doing more of that more often. But like I said, I hope you guys had a good one as well. I hope it's, it was filled with love and, um, you know, just positivity and, and stuff like that. But anyways, uh, you know, but first, we, we, before we get into all our topics, we're going to play our first song here, guys. It is a, a song that I recently added. Um, I really like like it. It is called What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love in here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the end. For only love can comprehend You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and get here today Picket lights and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see Oh, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, what's 
All right, y'all, that was Marvin Gaye. What's going on? So, I leave that question to you guys. What's going on, everyone? What's, what's, what's happening? What's the happy haps? Um, you know, that, that song is beautiful. You know, I, I love the way it sounds. I love the message. I love the lyrics. I love his voice. I love everything about it. And um, actually, this... I wouldn't say discovered that song because I I've heard the song before I've listened to it before it's, it's not I didn't discover it just now but uh, I started paying a little bit more attention to it uh, recently when I listened to the Lex Friedman podcast episode with produce music producer Rick Rubin I don't know if you guys know who Rick Rubin is he is a legendary producer highly recommend listening to that episode of uh, with Lex Friedman. Um, but he talks about all the musicians, all the, the records and songs that he, he worked with and uh, just, just the, the, the fascinating intricacies of, of making music. And that was one of the songs and he mentioned that and I listened to it and I was like, wow, I uh, need to have that song. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's talking about, um, you know, let's look at the lyrics real quick. It's, it's, it's uh, mother, mother, you know, there's too many of you crying. You know, a lot of mothers crying. Um, you know, this was this song was made during the the war. You know, the war in uh, Vietnam, and a lot of sons and were being sent to war, and a lot of mothers were, you know, crying about that. And it's just a lot of a lot of suffering and pain. And uh, it says, "Brother, brother, you know, there's far too many of you dying." You know, a lot of people were, um, and you know, this this can apply to today. You know, it it can apply to any time period because. You know, people are always dying and, and people are crying and and it's a lot of sadness and, and stuff in the world. And, um, you know, it, it goes on to say, you know, we've got to find a way to bring some love in here today. And it goes on, Father, Father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the answer for only love can conquer hate. And uh, to bring some love in here today, you know, the great lyrics there, you know, because that's that's the truth. You know, we we only love can conquer hate and that's what we need to spread a little bit more and that's you know what i'm here to do my part and and you know truth serves love and uh, that's what i'm here to talk about so you know there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the world right now um it's pretty crazy pretty hectic you know if it's hard to not know about it unless you live in a bubble or something but you know there's the war in ukraine and right now that's going on with ukraine and russia and then we still have to wait and see what what that's going to happen there and how that's going to affect the rest of the world for for the remainder of of the world you know like it's it's very impactful and then we also you know have a lot of inflation going on you know that's being exacerbated by the war you know it was already starting to come along before the war with the whole with everything that happened with covid with the economy crashing and and everybody having to stay home at work and just like the whole economy just went to a halt and then we just printed a shit ton of money and started giving it out to people and to think that wouldn't cause inflation is is insane but here we are looking at the ramifications and it's like did you you want your money then or now and it seems like you know we sacrificed the future for then and now we're going to be paying for it right now um where it is that there's going to be some food shortages so just you know keep an eye out for that be careful and uh you know but you know, there is some good news. Um, the whole uh, COVID situation seems to be dying down little by little. Uh, a lot of the mask mandates are being lifted. Just the other day, the a federal judge ruled that 
Um, the mask mandates for planes has been lifted, so no more masks needed on planes. And in my opinion, that that means like I don't see any reason why we should need mask mandates anywhere. You know, if not in a plane, then where, right? And and we've known for a long time that the masks, the most of the masks that people wear, the cloth ones, don't even work anyways. Um, if you want a mask that actually you know puts a dent and is effective, you need one of those heavy duty N95 masks. And I don't see anybody really wearing those. So um, it's just facial decoration at this point. Um, and uh, But hey, it's still optional. If you feel safer with it, that's fine. It's, there's no law or rule against wearing it. It's just it can't be forced on anybody else. And that's my kind of freedom, right? My freedom is live and let live, right? You, you, if you want to do, if you want to wear a mask, if you want to get vaccinated, if you want to do anything, whatever you want to do with your body, with your life, that's you. You know, I'm not going to tell you, I shouldn't tell and anybody shouldn't tell anybody else how to live their life, what to do. Um, obviously, if it's not infringing on anybody else and not hurting anybody else and preventing anybody else, but you know, just live and let live and um, let me not wear a mask and I'll let you wear your mask. And um, and yeah, so um, also this there's this topic I do want to get into. Um, it's it's a little late because I, I wanted to talk about this earlier. But like I said earlier, you know, I just kind of been going through some stuff. So I haven't been able to make a podcast like this. Um, it was more like last week or a couple weeks ago's news. But I do want to uh, put my two cents in and kind of explore my own thoughts there because i feel like some of the stuff is being disingenuous or um you know worst case scenario like uh gaslighting and 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 um manipulative so uh the topic i want to talk about is the the whole florida don't say gay bill i don't know if you guys heard about it it's uh titled hb1557 i think that's the law the 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 um the document so if you guys want to look it up and read it for yourself i highly suggest doing that that way you're not um being manipulated and told what it's about instead you actually look at the information yourself um but it's it's uh uh nicknamed by critics as the don't say gay bill so um that's very in in uh what was it what's the word i used <laughs> um disingenuous to call it that because you could easily just call it the don't say straight bill or um, you know, whatever, because it's not nowhere in the bill does it uh, say anything about banning discussion of gender uh, identity or anything like that. Like you, it's it's all it asks is that it's age appropriate and uh, that parents are uh, provided information, like basically transparency with parents. Um, the age appropriate is it's only talking about kindergarten through third that you know that should that's where this bill is affecting kindergarten through third grade and honestly that's in my opinion too little too young to be discussing gender and sexual orientation and gender identity and all this stuff because that's to me that's more of a sex ed kind of situation like going into puberty and all that stuff and also this bill is big on trying to uh, protect parent rights about um transparency and um consent through parents um because um you know there are some situations where health administrators or or some school counselors or things uh hold information from parents uh, such as their mental well-being their health 
and things like this. Um, sometimes it's encouraged to keep these things um, uh, uh, withholded from the parent. Um, obviously, but the, regardless, this this still does um, does still help protect uh, children as well. It's uh, because it, it determined that if a reasonably quote unquote prudent person uh, believes that disclosing information will cause abuse, abandonment, or neglect, then um, the bill doesn't prohibit schools from holding withholding information that way. So, um, but the bill does require. Parental consent for like healthcare services um, provided to the child, uh, like giving Tylenol, Advil, or any kind of health services. This has always been a thing. It's not a new concept. Obviously, you need the parents' permission to be doing stuff to their to their child, to be kind of um, to talking with them and and talking about their well well being. If maybe if a kid is feeling depressed or they are having some issues and they go to the school. Um, the parents should be able to access any any information about their child, any medical information, any um, any of that stuff. So that's what this bill is about. And um, and to call it like a don't say gay bill, I think that's very um, very disingenuous. Either the, the media is incompetent in like framing the bill, and and or they haven't read it, or maybe they're just taking headline after headline. Um, or they're knowingly lying. That's that's the worst case scenario, like gaslighting, where they're doing it on purpose. They know what they're doing, and they're purposely framing it in the wrong way. But either way, I think it's an incompetence from the media trying to frame it this way because um, it's just it's I don't like straw manning the thing where it's just like it's that's not what it's about. And so it's like obviously you could um, criticize a bill by giving it some straw man nickname, like don't say get don't say gay but that's not what this is about so um i i it passed i support it because i'm a parent and obviously if there's anything going on with my daughter and she's in the second grade right now so this is like exactly the time if there's anything going on i'd want to know as the parent the school should not be withholding anything about my child from me and obviously there's going to be critics saying well what if the child is in danger and the parents are abusive like yeah the bill doesn't prohibit that like you if if a like I said, a reasonably prudent person believes that disclosing this information will cause abuse, abandonment, or neglect, then the bill doesn't prohibit that. But anything—it's it, mostly a transparency bill from school to parent. Everything that the school does, that parents should be able to have access to, and first and foremost, give consent to, and also discussion of sexual orientation, whether it's gay, straight, uh, uh, bi trans anything it's not just gay it's not like it's also straight like you can't be talking about like straight sex either um during kindergarten through third grade but this is more like i said i think this is more appropriate for like fifth sixth seventh graders fifth probably fifth and sixth more so because that's when um a lot of students are going through puberty maybe even earlier like perhaps fourth but that's why they cut it off at third grade because it's only kindergarten through third grade and um i think this is perfectly reasonable in my opinion but anyways i just wanted to touch on that topic a little bit because it is something that is very prominent in the media right now so social media it's been um pretty trendy on twitter the last couple weeks and i've been paying attention to a lot of um politics in that sense but you know and, and the fact that i'm a parent as well you know this stuff affects me and what my student is learning in public schools you know this is 
this has to do with public education, right? Because if we're taxpayers and this is something that we're paying money into and it's a government run facility kind of thing, then parents should be having a say. And that's the whole TSA. I mean, is that? No, not TSA. The PSA, right? The Parent Student association i think that's what i don't know i don't know what it stands for but basically the fact that parents should be able to um should be involved in the decisions of like what kind of curriculum and what is being taught to their students if not then you know that's the whole point of like a publicly tax um um uh funded institution is about like it's it's more democratic right um but yeah anyways uh, let me know how you guys feel about that. Like, if, if there's any critics of that, I, I'd, I'd be very interested to know what um, what are the critiques to the bill. Um, perhaps it's maybe there's a um, an ignorance or a misunderstanding on that, and maybe we can talk through it, look through the bill. We can actually read it and like break it down because you know I have the I have the PDF file right here and I've read through it and it seems reasonable to me. So I think those who are framing it as a bad thing um, perhaps are misguided themselves or are bad actors and disingenuous and all that stuff but anyways <clears throat> um we're gonna be taking another break here and uh, i want to talk a little bit more about what i was talking about earlier about easter religion and tradition and ritual and and uh and all that kind of stuff so um without any further ado we're gonna take our next break and this one is here comes the sun very symbolic i want to talk about that um once we get back from the break but uh, this is Here Comes the Sun by The Beatles. Yeah. 
all right y'all that is here comes the sun by the beatles i love that song definitely a top five beatles song for me and as uh i've mentioned on a previous podcast before george harrison is my favorite beatle and he's got some great songs beautiful voice mad guitar skills so um but you know the whole concept here comes the sun i i I do want to talk about the symbolism in that because as I mentioned earlier, I've been listening to this new podcast called Know Thyself. I recommend you guys take a listen, but it talks a lot about the occult stuff. Occult basically just means like uh, stuff that is hidden from the eye, I think. Uh, let me look that up. I just want to make sure I am 100% correct. I don't want to be spreading any misinformation. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't want to get canceled, but um, occult is uh, it, it has it feels like it has a negative connotation, doesn't it? But I think it's because it's how it's been used. Um, but let me just uh, give the um, the definition. It says uh, uh, over here, define occult. Here we go, the free dictionary. So there's uh, the adjective is of relating to or dealing with supernatural or magical influences, agencies, or occurrences available only to the initiate, initiate secret or mysterious, um, beyond the realm of human comprehension, inscrutable or hidden from view view and concealed so it's more so that last one hidden from view and concealed a little bit of the of the first and second as well um actually it's just a combination of all that stuff (laughs) about like supernatural magical stuff um initiate secret mysterious you know a lot of you know about the whole um freemason stuff and a lot of their uh knowledge that they they teach throughout the centuries is is a little bit occult and um a lot of a lot of knowledge has been lost throughout the histories about uh, throughout the years and especially with like the burning of the library of alexandria and um just a lot of stuff has been suppressed by like the, the catholic church and and you know just people in power just don't want certain ideas and knowledge being out there so there's been a lot of shit that's been destroyed throughout the years and i'm super fascinated by history and um and people and culture kind of like an anthropology kind of situation but but i'm interested in the stuff that they don't want you to know about right and that's what this podcast talks about like know thyself and so when it comes to like here comes the sun i want to bring it back full circle um you know there's a lot of like symbolism when it comes to the sun and what that means and they talk a lot about um you know when it comes to like astrology for example the sun moon what saturn jupiter mars all the all these planets represent symbolically it's a very symbolism symbolically driven kind of narrative thing and uh, i've been learning a lot of it it's still not um still don't feel too confident talking on it yet because i still need to learn more about it but it's definitely something i've been intrigued on and it's it's kind of uh, guiding me toward the religious side and um there's also been this guy that i recommend you guys listen to just with an open mind you know i, I try not to take take people's words for things like like i'm not trying to be naive and foolish and 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 uh and stuff like that and taken advantage of and brainwashed in there or anything like that so i i listen i'm open but i I just kind of like store it as like okay this is a possibility i have to like look into it more and like and uh kind of uh, assess it and and analyze it with all the other information all the other knowledge and wisdom and intellect that i have about the world and so um 
it kind of starts to make sense because before all this stuff, you know, I I, I am a, a science major and I've learned a lot about physics and biology and chemistry. And that's what I'm super interested and fascinated about. And that's what I'm educated in. And I'm learned in that in those subjects. And I'm very fascinated by the latest um, the latest breakthroughs about like quantum f mechanics and physics and stuff like that. Especially with like things like the observer observer effect. I don't know if you guys know about that, but it's to put it in simple terms, the basic premise is that um, in order for like a wave to collapse, in order for something to exist, because because like a light, a photon, everything like that we're made out of, like atoms and um, neutrons, protons, electrons, photons. Uh, quarks and everything like that all the, the the little the tiniest matter is is like a it's like like they say it's a particle or a wave right and when we perceive things and when things that we touch are real and and um when we you know that that whole saying of when the tree falls in the forest does it make a sound and you know that that question is is very much in this kind of topic area of like there needs to be observer there, there needs to be a perceiver in order for um it to be perceived like to be visualized to be heard all the perceptions have to be there has to be a a, a conscious entity you know what i'm saying like otherwise it's just vibrations like if a sound all it is is just vibrations in the wave and it doesn't make a sound unless it's heard and transmuted by a conscious brain. I don't know if you guys can understand what I'm saying when I talk like that, but that's the scientific part of me that I I'm I feel a little more more solid on. And so when this stuff is talked about, like this occult stuff, when it 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 fascinates me because it it ties and links a lot of these things in. It's I'd have to take some rigorous notes in order for me to properly talk about this. And this is not the podcast where I'm going to be talking about this mostly. Um, this is just a little, uh, just a little bit of stuff that's been on my mind lately. Um, but, you know, for the future, I will be talking about this stuff. When I do learn more about it, I'll listen more, I'll take more notes, and I'll try to solidify what I know uh, about it a little bit more in the future. But for now, that's just what I, uh, I wanted to make a little note about. The whole sun thing, because sun has to do with, um, like, I'm tying it into, like, the savior, right? The sun is the the hero, I guess you could say, or the, the masculine uh, hero. Because um, there's chaos and order, chaos, and being the, the feminine, the mother nature the 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 birth of new life like that's the symbolism of that and then there's the order which is like structure um uh uh culture tradition uh rules um discipline uh you know things like that is more of the the masculine order role and then there's the the way you know the the buddhist the way you know that when you look at the yin and yang sign you've got the 
um, the black with the white dot and the white with the black dot. And they say that you're supposed to be walking the path in between, like walking uh, one foot in chaos and one foot in order. And you're you're constantly, you know, doing that. And so there's and with the whole thing and there's stuff going on in one piece right now that has to do with like a sun god. And there's a lot that has to do with the sun uh, that I think I want to do a whole topic on that as well. Um, but I want to bring this subject into talking more about like the whole Easter thing. And and uh, some more stuff that I learned through this Know Thyself podcast is about like the journey of the soul um, being being symbolized by the seasons. I guess you can say with the... Uh, the summer solstice, the um, the fall equinox, and then the winter solstice, and then the spring equinox. You know, it's separated by four, and then twelve months, three months per um, per section. I guess you can say. I don't know how. I get this again. This is the reason why I'm struggling with my words is because I'm not as as educated yet in it, and I need to to go over it enough to where I can remember it. Um, right now i'm in the in the memory phase of like i can um i can not recall but i can i can uh um see like i'm I'm struggling with my words guys i'm please i i'm i'm uh very apologetic i'm sorry but you know i'm struggling here to to get the right words out um because this is this is a topic that is like stretching my my knowledge and what i know and because there's a not a lot that I don't know about in this in in this topic, for example, and that's why I want to talk about it because I I don't know what it means. I don't know what it's about. I don't know why. And when I hear things like "Oh, the spring equinox is supposed to represent the death and rebirth," then that makes me think like, okay, that's why Easter is here. Like, did did Jesus? Because this is about you know, Easter is about the resurrection of the Christian um, the Christian prophet Jesus Christ and him being resurrected and um and that so obviously and it's it's very close to the spring equinox and that's what they're supposed to symbolize and and that's what and they also uh i think that's why the winter is supposed to be the what is it the i think the winter solstice is supposed to represent uh like death i think because it's that's when it's the uh, coldest, darkest, um, the least amount of sun, um, a lot of depression, and, and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I, I don't take my word for these things. Again, I highly recommend you guys listen to that podcast. Look into things yourself. Look into um, what the symbolism of the spring equinox and the death rebirth. Spring spring is supposed to bring new life, right? Um, it's, it's after winter. Winter is when it's cold, death. You know, that's what it kind of, um, that's the connotation of winter, whereas spring is bright, the sun is coming out, um, you've got, you know, the plants are, are growing and blossoming, you've got the animals coming out of their hibernation, and this is when a lot of the the uh, mating begins, and, and flowers are blooming and everything, so it's like, it's a rebirth, and... Um, and I find that interesting, and that and that leads me to this whole ritual tradition celebration thing. What? Why? 
why do we have holidays? Why do we have these traditions and rituals and we, and we do them and we celebrate them when we don't even know why? Like we don't we do a lot of things in life that we we don't really think twice about. We don't question what is it about? When did it start? Why? Why did it become important? Um, what are we doing? What's like a lot of that stuff? And that's what I'm interested in about. And I think when it comes to like religion and and you know we used to be very religious we there's a lot of history that we have forgotten and there's this guy i i mentioned this earlier i, I forgot to bring him up but there's this guy matias de stefano um m-a-t-i-a-s matias de and then stefano s-t-e-f-a-n-o i i highly recommend li listen to some things that he's talking about because wow i've never I've never seen anybody quite like him. Uh, he's, he's pretty young. He's in his 30s. Uh, so he doesn't seem to be this old, wise guru type. But he, he mentions, he talks about a lot about our past selves, our past lives, history. And he claims to be some sort of quote-unquote memory cell to where he's able to remember our past, the past life. And we've we've lived past lives and he meant he talks about the nine dimensions and that's super intriguing to me because that makes a lot of sense to me that's something that that i started to look into more um when i first started doing mushrooms because i started to see and think and feel things that was very confusing to me and when i started taking more psychedelics and i started to learn more about past civilizations and what they studied and what they thought to be true and they were super big into astronomy astrology uh because you know back then there wasn't i feel like civilization now it we we are like asleep in a way because we're distracted by by materialistic things we are attached to this world um, there's a lot, a lot going into, into this life in the sense, like we don't look at the stars anymore because of light pollution. There's, there's a lot of pollution, a lot of just the general idea of pollution, you know, the polluting of the mind, polluting of the sky, polluting of the waters, polluting of our air, a lot of pollution and, and, and our planet is suffering and it's because i think that we as a species as 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 a soul like as a, a a collective soul we are suffering and we have um and matthias this guy is saying that we have forgotten and lost our way um about what what we're here to do what what this is about and looking at the stars able to I don't even want to get into it because I'm, I'm going to be starting to talk about stuff that I have no idea what I'm talking about. And it's just more of like I'm trying to remember what other people have said. So before I do that, I want to educate myself more before I get into that. But I just wanted to talk about what is what is this whole Easter celebration tradition thing? Why did we do it? Did, was Jesus a real person? What do you think? I, I mean, I believe Jesus Christ was a real, real person. Um as far as him being the son of God, I don't know what that means. I don't know, like, obviously, it's not like God fucked somebody and uh, his semen impregnated 
you know, the Virgin Mary. It's not like that. So obviously, it's like got to be more explanation. So what do you mean by this? Like, uh, um, is it is it a metaphor? Uh, is it literal? I don't know. Um, I don't think we'll ever know for sure. It's more of like a leap of faith. I'm. It's very hard for me to talk about, about what what I believe religiously because it's very very confusing and it's hard for me to put into words uh like when it comes to jesus jesus was a spiritual person i believe these are things i believe i think i believe he was a spiritual person i believe he 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 did good in the world with a capital g and um i think he followed the way with a capital like capital t and the and capital w way like the way and uh and spread love with truth and i don't know if miracles were performed i don't know what a miracle means i don't know what that is so um if maybe if if miracle is defined a certain way perhaps i would agree that miracles happen today um i i remember when I was very critical of religion, when I used to be religious and then I started to to question my religion and started to question, am, do I even believe in anything? And then I started to becoming atheist. And I actually, I did go down that route. Like I did, um, I did go down the route of like not believing in anything. I was just like, it's, it's just some, um, just some, it's kind of like Santa Claus, the way I seen it. It's like Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, like these are just made up things that adults try to we try to like kind of convince ourselves fake it till you make it kind of thing but in a metaphor way to try to promote positivity and good and all the stuff right and that that's kind of where i believed and and um forgot where i was going with this but when it comes to like this whole jesus thing and then him dying on the cross like there's the passion of the christ the suffering and then and then him, you know, screaming out, you know, Father, why have you forsaken me? And like that whole, that whole death, like of Jesus and the martyring of him, like it's, it's, it's the story of Jesus Christ. This, this Easter celebration of the death and resurrection is, it's gotta be like the pinnacle story, right? If we're ever going to write a deep story i feel like nothing can top the passion of christ right i mean if you think about it it's got everything it's got um it's got like the ultimate good person right Com like perfectly good cures people and i'm not talking about like imagine if this is real i'm just talking like narratively speaking like we 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 read stories we watch movies all the time that are fake fictional and we'll say man that's the best story ever written or that's the best movie i've ever seen or you know there's a lot of these narratives and it doesn't have to be real but we we judge and evaluate stories based on how well it's written the premise the story like oh that was good that's a good story you know we what do we mean by that when we say something is a good story and i think what we mean um when we talk about that is when we apply it to the story of Jesus Christ and the passion of the Christ, 
Um, I think it's the pinnacle story. I think it's it it involves betrayal and innocence. Like an innocent person is betrayed and killed, and it's like tragic. It's tragedy. It's it's pain, suffering, and then and then it, there's hope at the end. There's the there's the revival. It's the it's 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 he is risen you know it's 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 the ultimate like redemption not redemption like um maybe redemption i don't know but it's it's i i'm I'm at a loss for words trying to explain it um because it's hard to explain at least for me but i think it's one of those stories that it's it's um it tells something so deep especially about humans in human nature like we like if again like i'm i'm talking about this as if i don't know whether it's true or not and regardless of whether it's true or not what i'm saying is relevant is what i my point like i want to speak in the sense that where it doesn't matter whether it's true or not but regardless like i said regardless this is something that if we if we tell it then uh it's profound like we can't really say a better story and it teaches so much like i said about humanity in in the sense that if he were this son of god if everything in this story is true like the fact that humans like the people you know in in this story the jews like betrayed him you know uh, what was it judas uh betrays jesus and he is and and crucifying is like literally the worst death you can occur that's like the worst pain like everything like is 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 to the to the extreme right it's not not it's not it's not enough that he had to die it's not enough that he had to suffer but it's the way everything went down like it's 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 both a tragedy and I, I, I don't want to say comedy because um, because of what people think a comedy is but I'm talking about liter literary sense of the word comedy a comedy is where it's basically a happy ending whereas a tragedy is a, is a bad ending but I think it's both I think it's the ultimate story and I think Easter is one of the the stories that is going to live on whether the whether the tradition does or not. It's a story that can't be topped in my opinion. And it's it's going to be told it's going to it's a story that's going to be discovered regardless of what happens. And uh and the other uh, you know I I'm just going to end it here about um discussing about the whole Easter thing cuz I feel like I've exhausted what I, I want to say about it. I don't know what else to say about it. It's, you know, it's tied into the spring equinox. It's tied into the whole death rebirth thing, spring, new life, and uh, and Jesus is Christ's story. But then I also want to talk a little bit about Passover. It's something I don't know much about um, because it is more of a Jewish holiday. And I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I wasn't raised Jewish. Uh, I was raised Christian, but I don't think I would call myself Christian today. I have these Judeo-Christian values in me that I know about. And I do know what the Passover story is about vaguely because of, you know, my early childhood 
but just the the general idea i think um i would say correct me if i'm wrong but there's nobody here but correct me if i'm wrong but i believe it is the exodus story of moses with the slaves out of egypt and um you know the parting of the of the red sea and um the freeing of the slaves and all of that you know i don't know if you, you guys went to uh sunday school and bible study and stuff but i remember there was this song that they used to sing uh, i think this was about passover but it's uh it's a parody of the song louis um but it goes like pharaoh pharaoh oh baby let my people go huh huh you know something like that <laughs> i know a little embarrassing but something about it's about you know asking the pharaoh to release the slaves and then there's the plagues right the um the locusts the the frogs the um the sacrifice of the firstborn son the um i don't know what all the other plagues are but i'd have to look into it i don't have it memorized actually you know i guess this is the point of having a uh, a phone and internet while i'm podcasting so that i could not sound ignorant uh, and i could uh actually look it up and inform you guys so the plagues of egypt they are um see if we can go down there here we go the plagues are turning water to blood was the first one and uh it says and a quote from exodus this is what the lord says by this you will know that i am the lord with the staff that is in my hands i will strike the water of the nile and it will be changed into blood the fish in the nile will die and the river will stink and the egyptians will not be able to drink its water and then the second plague is frogs and it says quote this is what the great lord says let my people go so that they may worship me if you refuse to let them go i will plague your whole country with frogs the nile will teem with frogs they will come up into your palace and your bedroom and onto your bed into the houses of your officials and on your people and onto your ovens and kneading troughs the frogs will go up on you and your people and all your officials and then the last the next one number three the plague of lice or gnats uh, and this one is says stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land that it may become lice throughout all the land of egypt when Aaron stretched out his hand with the rod and struck the dust of the ground, lice came upon men and animals. All the dust throughout the land of Egypt became lice. Number four, wild animals or flies. So the fourth plague of Egypt was um, of creatures capable of harming people and livestock. Um, says it only came against the Egyptians and did not affect the Israelites. Uh and then number five is pestilence of livestock. So this one says, let my people go so that they may worship me. Worship me. If you refuse to let them go and continue to hold them back, the, land, the hand of the Lord will bring a terrible plague on your livestock in the fields, uh, on your horses and donkeys and camels and on your cattle and sheep and goats. So basically they get sick. Number six was boils. 
Um, number seven, thunderstorm of hail and fire. That's interesting. I'm going to read this one. It says, let my people go so that they may worship me. Or this time I will send the full force of my plagues against you and against your officials and your people. So you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. For now, for by now, I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped you off the earth. But I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. You still set yourself against my people and will not let them go. Therefore, at this time tomorrow, I will send the worst hailstorm that has ever fallen on Egypt from the day it was founded till now. Give an order now to bring your livestock and everything you have in the field to a place of shelter because the hail will fall on every man and animal that has not been brought in and is still out in the field and they will die. The Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning flashed down to the ground. So the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. Hail fell and lightning flashed back and forth. It was the worst storm in all the land of Egypt since it had became a nation. Wow, that's crazy. And then number eight was the locusts. Um, number nine was darkness for three days. Um, and then number 10 was the death of firstborn son. And that was it. So the 10 plagues, I just named them. So, you know, now we have some information. But I believe Passover was when they were finally freed. And uh, they were led out of Egypt and into the desert, um, which is another story. But, you know, it, it is a celebration, I guess, of uh, Jewish people, of freedom. It's it's the, again, like a lot of these Bible stories are pin, are like pinnacle stories or like some of the deepest stories about like a theme. And in this sense, the Passover, the theme of freeing the slaves is like the whole freedom kind of thing, like they should be free and unless you do so you know they'll be punished so you know it's not not much about that but i think it's important i just want to to end this by mentioning and say that i think this stuff is important because we need to find ways to to keep to go back and and get to our roots and and figure out why do we do what we do why I feel like we are doing a huge disservice to our ancestors by staying in the dark about our past. We need to know about our past in order to learn to know our future. I think I think we need to um, figure out because I I don't think I don't think people in the past were dumb and stupid. I don't think all of a sudden like high IQs started to happen in modern civilization. I don't think being smart is anything new so i think people thousands and thousands of years ago i think were very smart there i think were there were geniuses there were people who were who knew about the world who experimented who figured things out i think they knew a lot i think they had a lot of information especially over in the library of alexandria i think they did a lot of record keeping i did a, i think they did a lot more um studying but of different things you know i think now we're more materialistically minded and and we're material science mind i guess you can say material science and i think with the whole enlightenment and the the um the the renaissance and the and the scientific revolution you know though we learned how to be more scientific but i think we started to care more about what life is made out of and and there's a saying, you know, life isn't made out of matter, 
but it's made out of what matters. And I think we need to go back to that. Um, this is just my opinion, but I find it fascinating to learn more about our past, to learn more about why we do the things that we do and what has been forgotten and what is, there's a lot that we do that we've forgotten why we do. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what, um, this is about. And, um, and yeah, so I'm kind of just going to be ending the podcast here. It's not really a, a big, important, deep one. Maybe it is to you. Um, perhaps it is to me. Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, there is, um, there is like a, a sense of, you know, I'm back doing these podcast thing, but you know, it's, this one doesn't feel like a strong one like I have before, but you know, anyways, it's, it's all right. It's all right. But anyways, I'm going to be taking another break here and then I'll finish wrapping up the podcast and uh, then we'll say our goodbyes. But our next song here is Sunday Best by Surfaces. challenge all you gotta do is leave it better than you found it it's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance i just say whatever cause there is no way you're rounded everyone falls down sometimes but you just gotta know it'll all be fine it's okay All right, y'all. So that was Sunday Best by Surfaces. Pretty good song. I like it. I like good message. Um, but anyways, that is the podcast, everyone. I hope you you enjoyed it at least briefly and uh, talked a little bit about some stuff. But again, like this one is was a struggle because first and foremost, you know, being back doing these podcast episodes after taking a little bit of break, um, you know. Trying to get into the right mindset, it's 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 hard because I have to formulate my thoughts. I have to find the words. I have to keep a a straight streamline um, thought, and I'm just monologuing for an hour, and it, it could be mentally exhausting and draining. But you know, if I have the right state of mind, then it's easy. But when it's especially about topics that I'm not as knowledgeable in, I struggle, and it it could be a positive feedback loop in that like I'll get anxious, nervous, stressed and frustrated and it just makes it, it exacerbates the issue. But I, hopefully it didn't cause too many problems in this, in this episode. Um, but yeah, I, and I talked about some controversial, controversial stuff when it comes to like the don't say gay bill. 
Um, and then, you know, the whole Easter thing and tradition and occult and symbolism and everything. This is all stuff that's very, very, very new to me right now that I'm barely learning. And I'm, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just learning. I'm, I'm taking in a lot of information and I have to go over it more so that it's, it stays in my mind. Otherwise, it's slippery and uh, I feel like I'm just talking out of my ass, honestly. And I don't want it to sound like that. So I have to do a little bit more preparation next time. So hopefully I am forgiven for this episode. And uh, and yeah, so anyways, this is the episode. I hope you guys appreciated it. If you guys want to listen to more episodes, go ahead and check out the Baker Turtle podcast uh, everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. If you guys want to follow me on social media, I am Baker Turtle 17 everywhere. Uh, so go ahead and give me a follow. Uh, Instagram, I do post some of my art. And Twitter, I post a lot of One Piece and politics and stuff like that. And just world news. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's good. That's it, everyone. Just remember to spread love and peace. Remember, love is uh, only love can conquer hate. Remember that. And uh, just leave life better than you found it remember and let's let's try to i mean well personally i won't i won't speak for you but it is a recommendation i guess on my part that we try to go back to our roots learn about our past uh and learn about some of the things that have been hidden from us and you know perhaps we may learn a little bit more about ourselves and about our present and our future but until next until next time guys remember peace love and and yeah that's it and i'm gonna be sending us off with of course as always our little root town little sound and um i hope you guys have a wonderful time till next time peace and love <laughs>